0: I said, you can call me anything you want. You can call me Arnie, you can call me Schwarzi, you can call me Terminator, you can call me Governator, but don't ever call me self-made man. I said, because I did not get to that point by myself. Michael Jordan said in one of his interviews, when they said, you are unbelievable, you're the greatest basketball player of all times tell me about that and he says well you just mentioned the successes He says, for me to become the greatest basketball player I missed 9,000 shots so during these games that he was so successful he missed 9,000 shots does it make him a failure no he's one of the greatest basketball players of all times but he failed 9,000 times do you get it We have so many of those people that say no, and you can't do it, that's impossible. But when you start doubting yourself, that's very dangerous. Because now what you're basically saying is is that if my plan doesn't work, I have a fallback plan. I have a plan B. And that means that you start thinking about plan B, and every thought that you put into plan B, you're taking away now that thought and that energy from plan A and it's very important because plan B becomes a safety net. It says that if I fail then I fall and I get picked up and I have something else there that will will protect me. We function better if there is no safety net. One of the main reasons why people want to have a plan B is because they are worried about failing. We all fail it's okay i hate plan b people perform better in sports and everything else if you don't have a plan b i'm telling you i've never ever had a plan b i said i made a full commitment that i'm gonna go and be a bodybuilding champion i made a full commitment that i'm gonna be in america I made a full commitment that I'm gonna get in the show business and I'm going to be a leading man no matter what it takes, I will do the work. I will do the work over and over and over until I get it. What is if I fail then I don't have anything else? Well, let me tell you something, don't be afraid of failing because there's nothing wrong with failing. You have to fail in order to climb that ladder. There's no one that doesn't fail. What is not the case, that when you fail, you stay down. Whoever stays down is a loser. And winners will fail and get up. Fail and get up. Fail and get up. You always get up. That is a winner. That is a winner. We all lose. We all have lost us. This is okay. And this is why I say, don't. Be worried about losing, because when you're afraid of losing, then you get frozen. You get stiff. You're not relaxed. you got to be, in order to perform well in anything, if it's in boxing or if it is on your job or with your thinking, it's only happening when you relax. So relax. It's okay to fail. Let's just go all out and give it everything that you got. That's what it is all about. So don't be afraid to fail. I think that every day we are benefiting from someone helping us. That's why I said earlier, there is no such thing as a self-made man. I mean, when you think about it, you're born and you need your parents to raise you. You need your teachers to teach you. You need your coaches to do sports. Out of the thousands and thousands of people that helped me, Albert busik was one of them that helped me to translate into English so I could fill out my entry form for the Mr. Universe contest. And then he flew with me to London to the Mr. Universe contest. He was an extraordinary friend that took thousands and thousands of pictures since then and helped me in every one of the competitions and everything was a huge supporter. But this is the kind of people that you need. We need help. We need help. I mean, think about just to be successful in the movies. How are you going to be successful in the movies without having an audience? The only one that makes you successful in the movie is is the people that go to see the movie. So, how can you say to yourself, made men, when you need millions and millions and millions of people all over the world to go and see your movies? So, people then the press looks at and says, This guy has a big box office success. It's the people, it's you. Imagine if Jurgen and I both think that we're self made people, and this hall right now is empty. No one here. Do you think this will be a successful conference? No. Who makes it successful is not him and me. We are just one little molecule that is added to the equation. But you are the ones that make this conference a successful conference. So thank you all of you for being here today. You are the ones that is making it big. You can only feel complete. As a person, if you think about what can you do for your fellow member around you that maybe needs help. I felt like that everyone has a different motivation. Why you get into that? I, I was an immigrant going to America. And I saw how America was the most generous country in the world. I mean, they opened up their arms to me. They helped me. They invited me for Thanksgiving dinner. The people, they helped me. And I saw that firsthand, this generosity in America. And I said to myself, as an immigrant that is being embraced with open arms, that I need to go and make sure that I give something back. Because I started started thinking about how did America become such a great country? How did America become such a generous country? Well, I look back in history and I realized that people have fought for America and people have died for America, and people have suffered for America. And so it's my job now to contribute, to keep it as being the number one country in the world. And this is when I started feeling obligated and I said to myself, so what can I do? I'm a bodybuilder, what can I do? But then I realized when there's those Special Olympics that I can help and train Special Olympians. And so th- we started getting involved in Special Olympics and in no time, I proposed to them to start powerlifting in Special Olympics. To have deadlift, which was a safe thing to do, and to have bench press, which was a safe thing to do. And it became the number one sports in Special Olympics, powerlifting. They always have a packed hall of 5,000 people. And I became the national trainer and the international trainer of Special Olympics. And I tell you, I felt so good. I felt better than winning a bodybuilding competition, going to one of their competitions and seeing a hundred of those athletes from all over the world competing in powerlifting and being happy and being included and being felt that they're equal to all of us. It was the most unbelievable feeling and this is why I got so excited about it that then after that, I started you know, going around to military bases in America and training our military personnel because in those days bodybuilding and weight training wasn't popular now it is now when you go to Iraq to Baghdad or something like that and you see the American soldiers train they have the biggest facilities so it all changed but in those days the was they wasn't popular at all so I went from military base to military base to train the soldiers and the sailors and the airmen and all of them and the more I got into that the more I realized how good it feels to give something back. And that's when my idea came about, about after-school programs. Because after school, when I traveled to all the schools to train students, I saw there was a huge gathering of students after the school was over outside the school. And I asked the school principal, what are all the students doing? And he said to me, Arnold, you have to understand that 70% that the kids, In our schools, they come from parents where 70% of the parents are both working. So therefore, there's no one there picking them up. So that's got me the idea to start after-school programs. To keep those kids in school while the parents are working. And to offer them homework assistance, tutoring, sports and fitness programs and arts programs, music and painting and so on. And it became a huge success. So, as you know, it becomes addictive. When that became very successful, now we have after-school programs all over the United States. Then, of course, when uh, 2003 happened, where there was a governor's race in California, I said to myself, now is my chance to jump in there and to really give everything. And people said to me, "He says, are you crazy to run for governor when you're governor? He says, you cannot go and make movies anymore. I mean, I know that, that you can not run the state and make movies, of course not. He says, well, you would lose all these millions of dollars. I mean, you're getting 20, 25, 30 million dollars a movie. You will lose that. I say, I don't care. I say, all the money that I made is because of America. My success is because of America. Everything that I've accomplished is because of America. I say, so for me now to give something back for seven years and not to make money makes no difference to me. I say, I'm going to do it. And I jumped in the end of the race and did it. And let me tell you something. I'm not poor because those seven years I didn't get paid. I'm perfectly fine. And it made me feel good that I could give back to America.